Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. How y'all doing? <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. So uh, let's pray real quick before I get started. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to gather here in your name. We thank you that you're always with us and that you're always faithful and we can always trust you. And so I just ask, Father, that you just give us peace and, and hope and show us your love. But, Holy Spirit, I submit myself to you. Speak through me this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're in Ephesians, Ephesians, wherever you call it. Where I come from, it was Ephesians. But um, we're going to do a little bit in Ephesians, but I feel like just kind of in the times we're in, I was praying, and, and the Holy Spirit started talking to me about some stuff. And so I think that um, with kind of where we're at, we have all kinds of different ways that we can go about things right? We can jump on the fear bandwagon and we can react or we can respond and respond in faith, respond in love, respond in peace. And so we um, actually, like I was, um, I was telling someone the other day, I, was, I went to the store and Linda's, Linda calls me. She's like, hey, honey. I was like, yeah. She goes, we might want to go to the grocery store. I was like, we got plenty of groceries. She's like, no, we might want to go because, like, people are freaking out because, like, she works at Hallmark right next to Safeway, and she went in to get something for lunch, and it was, like, cleared out, you know? And, and I was like, holy cow, what is going on? I mean, what's the matter with people? And I said, said well, I'm not afraid of a virus, but I am a little bit afraid of how people are responding in this. And so I was like, we, can, we live in a society where we're Americans and where we've been through way more than this. And so we have a lot more oomph and gump to us. And so in this time and in this, this season, I think uh, as not just believers, but as Americans, we can, we can rise up and say, you know something? Let, let, let's take care of each other and let's help each other and let's make sure everyone's cared for and love each other and... And be there for, for each other. And what I seen was nothing, nothing like that. And I was so disappointed. And so we went. Um, Linda didn't get off work till like 7.15. So we're at the, at the store late. And obviously everything's gone. And so I'm sitting there. And we go to the meat counter. And there's like two and a half pounds of hamburger left. It's like, now I'm a cowboy. Right? Vegetables just don't cut it for me, right? So I'm like, I got to have a little bit, of, little bit of hamburger. And so we're sitting there, and so Linda's off looking at something else. And so I walk over to get her, and I was like, hey, honey, we better get this. And a guy steps up in front of me. And I was like, oh, this is gone. And he steps up, and he orders one pound. And he walks away. And he kind of glanced at me like, hey, I got you, bro. And I was like... Wow, 
there still is some hope and there still is some people out there that, that are taking care of each other. But, but we, have, we have different opportunities where we can respond and like getting fist fights in Costco over toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Or we can take and say, you know something? God's bigger than this, and he's got this in, his, in control. And, like, God's not up there freaking out, biting his fingernails. Like, oh, my God, i never seen this happening. You know? What are they going to do? You know? And they're, like, you know, betting. Hey, who's going who's gonna to survive and who's going to? God, don't roll like that, man. He saw this coming way ahead of time. And so we can have a little bit more faith about things than what the world has. And so a lot of times, like, like we can make a little bit light of it. And it, it is, there is a lot of funny stuff about it. But at the same time, there, there are families who've lost loved ones. And right here in the state. And so we should remember them and pray for them and say, you know something, Father, protect them and, and, and um, stop this. Because this is pure evil. It's attack straight from hell. And um, we, we can um, trust God in the midst of it, though, but it's nothing new. It's been happening for years and years and years. And we're made for this kind of stuff. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And so I want to encourage you in these times because it's like, like just don't, don't get on that fear bandwagon. Now, we want to be wise. Do you hear what I'm talking about? If you see someone over there wiping their hands their nose with their hand, going like this. You know, don't go shake their hand. I mean, come on. I wouldn't anyway. You know what I mean? And so we, we, can, um, <clears throat> we can go around it and use some wisdom and say, you know something, I'm going to be wise, but I'm not going to be in fear. And in this time, let's be a light, right? And let's stand up and say, you know something, not on my watch. We're, we're not sinking. We're not going under. And Like we're sitting at the meat counter. Same guy is sitting there. He's a meat worker. He's like, yeah, you better grab a lot of stuff because like, they're going to quarantine California and they're going to quarantine Washington and you guys might not even be able to get out and go to the grocery store. And I'm like, no wonder everything's gone. They like probably pay any extra to say that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that fear will, will cause us to do stuff that we would never do normally. And those voices you hear, it might be at the grocery store, or it might be here, or it might be there. And a lot of that stuff going around is not truth. And a lot of the stuff that goes on in the media is to feed their ratings. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so, so you learn to discern the truth and find out exactly what's going on. But there's a bigger truth that's way bigger than any media or any government official or anything else. And his name's Jesus and it's in the word of God. Do you hear what I'm talking about? So we can, we can actually take this to the bank. I mean, this check won't bounce on you. You know what I'm talking about? And so try, just, I, I can't, I can't um, stress it more than any time than this is that Let's be a light. And no, I'm created for this time. It's not a coincidence. I'm where I'm at. It's not a coincidence that the things that are going on are going on. And I'm going to be a difference maker in, in the midst of the tor- turmoil. Right? And God's able to supply our needs, right? 
You know what's funny is I went back to Safeway the next day and they had more meat. <laughs> you know? It's like the, the, the world didn't end, but if it does come to crashing to an end, let's not be the ones that are like freaking out. Let's be the ones that hope God can provide. Do you hear what I'm talking about? God can provide. Like he knows where it's at. Like I went on a toilet paper search. And like we have plenty of toilet paper. But I'm like, you know something? The way they're buying this up, it might be two years before we can get anything. Right? And so I pull, into, I pull into Costco, and I was, like, walking through, and I didn't even get past. This lady's trying to sell me a barbecue in the middle of the apocalypse. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you trying to sell me a barbecue when there's not going to be any food to put on the barbecue? You know what I'm talking about? So I was like, look, lady, I was like, I appreciate you trying to have the faith that I'm going to buy a barbecue in this, and you're a great sales lady for thinking that. But I got to go get some toilet paper because these freaks are going to buy it all out. And she's like, oh, well, you're done. She's like, it was sold out by 10 o'clock this morning. And I was like, oh, man. She's like, do you want to buy the barbecue? I was like, no. No. So I get out. I left. And, like, the lines were so long. And, like, it can be fearful and intimidating when you see that stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about? Line's long way back, and I was like, I just needed a few things. It's like, I'm not standing in line for this. So I left, and I go to Winco. Because, <laughs> like, they only have, like, you can only take one, so everyone can get toilet paper. But everyone in Marysville and Arlington was at Winco buying toilet paper. Because, like, they had their carts full, and I kid you not, there was lines wrapped around the store both ways. And you could see the fear, and you could see the panic in people. And I was just like, oh, Father, give them peace. But I ain't going to hang around to help them. Because I'm not standing in that line, right, to do it. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on. So, so I needed some Advil. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Rite Aid. So I went to Rite Aid. Pull in, I got like a little bit of cough syrup just in case, like, and so it's not stupid to be prepared, but I was just like, I just need a little bit. Not that I was afraid I'd get the virus, but if I got a cold, I couldn't even do anything, right? I got some Advil, and I was like, asked the pharmacist, hey, is this pretty good for a cold? Any of that stuff will work. <laughs> she was so tired. Those, and, the, and, and those people, those workers are getting beat up. And they're getting abused, and they're getting treated bad. And so, so um, anyway, like, like I got some more meat the next day at Safeway, and I got in line, and they had like three pounds or so. And, and I was like, you know what, give me two pounds, because I want to save some for other people. He goes, sir, they don't care. Someone's going to take them, and I'd rather have someone who's polite. Please just take this last bit. <laughs> And so I did. But he's like, you wouldn't believe how people are treating us and how, how mean and nasty they are to each other. And I was like, it's so sad. But so anyway, on my great toilet paper search, as a, as a pharmacist, I was like, I, gotta, I, I thought I'd get this stuff because I was worried they'd sell out a toilet paper. She goes, we got all kinds of toilet paper. I looked like, they, I, like I had my choice. <laughs> so I was like, I, got, I, got, I didn't buy a lot. I bought one thing of it. And I was like, I'm going to be responsible and make sure other people have it too. And, and so, but it's funny that they didn't want to go into the drugstore. Maybe they thought sick people went in there or something. 
But I was like, so if you need toilet paper, Rite Aid, right? But, but um, <clears throat> the whole point is, is, like, I'm just baffled. Like, I, ju- I just don't get it. And so it's like, it's like on a different level from where I, I think and where I believe. And so, so we can panic because of the virus. And then, like, I started to panic a little bit, but I wasn't panicking because of the virus. I was panicking because of all the panic. Yeah. Right? And so, and then that can feed off of everything else, and, and, and it, it results in fear and disaster and not taking care of each other. And so in this time, again, we know each other. We know each other's phone numbers or you know friends and people. Call them up and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you all right? You know, just check on each other and make sure everyone's fine and we'll be praying for each other and, and holding each other up because this is a great time of not just where we're being. Like every time you're attacked, right, there's a great blessing and opportunity in the midst of it. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And so we can see this. Like every time the enemy tries to wipe me out, it backfires. And God blesses me in the midst of it. And like I see that for our country. And I see that for for all the people around. And so if we can just be a light, you know, people are going to give their heart to Jesus in the midst of this. And we're going to see, see great miracles if we just keep our head, right? We're in Ephesians, but I'm going to um, skip to the back of, the, of Ephesians. Because I want, want us to, to realize that, that um, like, and we ain't even seen anything yet. Right? I mean, not to make this light, but you should have seen what the, what the early apostles and disciples and the believers had to go through. Right? It, it was horrible. Not that this is any less significant to people because it's what you're going through is really big. I don't want to make it light. What I'm saying is, in the midst of this, let's keep a perspective. Right? So it says in Ephesians chapter 6, Finally, be strong in the Lord and, and in His mighty power. Now watch this. Be strong in, in what? It's actually um, 610. I'm sorry. I'm, I might be hard to follow. I'm going to go to Matthew next. I'm going to give you guys a heads up so you can find it. I'm going to be in Matthew 6. And then we're going to go to the book of Esther. Anybody ever hear of that book? I just thought, well, that was one of my great aunt's names. Where did they get that, right? But it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. So we don't have to rely on our own strength. We don't have to rely on our own wisdom. We don't have to rely on our own provision. Do you hear what I'm talking about? We, we can trust God because he can deliver whatever we need, wherever we need it, and we're not alone. You hear what I'm talking about? And so um, we can depend on his mighty power. And then it says, you know what? This virus ain't mightier than God. Right? This fear ain't mightier than God. It's perspective. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Wait a second. This is a physical attack, no? It's hitting us in the physical, but this is a spiritual attack. Amen. And I believe this is an attack on our country, an attack on our government, an attack on us as a people and as a nation. And this will not stand. Today, the um, Southern Baptist Convention and our president called for a National Day of Prayer. And we're going to address that here, here shortly. But don't think it's strange when you go into certain temptations and struggles. Jesus warns us of that. Right? He warns in the last days you're going to see, see all this stuff. And, the, and the, it even says that Jesus said that men's hearts will fail them for, for fear. Right? But we don't have to have failing hearts. And like I used to look at that and I thought, man, that means everybody's having heart attacks. Until I saw this. And I sat back and I meditated on it and I thought about it. And I was like, their hearts aren't. Aren't there? It's not talking about that kind of a heart attack. It's talking about our inner heart, our spiritual heart, our, our being is where, like I'm sure some people might fall over, you know, and have a heart attack. Like we, they used to go get cattle in the Florida Everglades and like some of those, they're like long-eared cattle and they're wild or march hare. Never seen a person, a cowboy ride up, they'd look at them and they'd just fall over. <laughs> they know what that was, you know, Right? But, but not that necessarily that kind of like heart. What, what I really believe what he's saying is people's hearts are failing them. They're losing heart. They're losing hope. They're losing like, like this consciousness that everything's going to be all right again or, or that I don't have to panic and fend everything for myself and hoard like, like a poor man or like a lost man or like a man without any God, without a God. But they... Their hearts are literally failing them in fear. And you can see it all over the place. Here people say, well, don't lose heart. And that's exactly what's happening. Right? So it's not strange when we see these things. Right? Don't, don't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe something bad happened. <laughs> right? Jesus said it would happen. And so we can expect it. We can expect, we don't expect bad things to happen, but we can expect when bad things happen, God says, in some things God works for the good of those who love him. That's it. What? Oh. Yeah, you got a different Bible. <laughs> I got the NIV, which is like nearly inspired. <laughs> right? No, in all things God works to the good. Amen. Right? And so we can trust him. You, you can trust him in the middle of, of this. Therefore, now, whenever you look in your Bible and it says, therefore, it's like, kind of like in Texas where they need a clue. <laughs> right? Especially the ones who like the longhorns. <laughs> right? Whenever you see, therefore, what it's saying is, what is this there for? Pay attention. Right? Therefore, because this is happening, put on the full armor of God so that when the day so that when so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand stand firm. 
Okay, it says, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Well, that doesn't seem like what's happening. That doesn't seem like how the world would want us to respond. No. The Bible, he says, stand your ground. And then he says this. He goes on, he says, and when you've done all, even you do everything you can standing, and nothing's working for you, he says, you know what I want you to do? Stand. We're not just standing on our own. What he's saying is we're standing with his armor and we're standing in his might and we're standing in his strength and we're standing in his hope and we're standing in his provision and we're standing and we're saying, come on now. You may think I look like Pee Wee Herman, but I more, look more like the rock, man. I can't even do that eye thing. <laughs> but I kind of look more like him too. <laughs> Only I got hair and I'm prettier. Right? But he's saying, stand, stand. When you've done all, everything to stand. And then he says it again. Do you think he's trying to tell us something? Right? I don't know if they need a clue like that in Kansas. They seem a lot smarter in Kansas than they do in Texas. (laughs) Right? But it says, stand. No offense for the Texas people that watch. I love you. I'm just praying for you. (laughs) Right? So, you may be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand. Stand firm. Stand. Then when you've done everything, stand. And then he says, stand firm. Then with, and then he tells you what it is, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. It's good to know truth in these days. Because what, 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 what everyone else says and what fear says and the guy behind the meat counter says. Right? But they're not God. This is the truth. And this is what God says. He says, I'll supply all your needs according to his riches. Not this world's. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can have peace on it. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right? It doesn't say it won't be formed. It says it won't prosper, right? And then it says you have the breastplate of righteousness and all this. And I'm not turning this into an armor of God message. But I wanted to get you to the point where God's saying, stand. Stand in this time. Don't, don't be surprised that when, when all this stuff hits you and goes around and, and, and it doesn't look good for you, Right? So to keep our theme in Ephesians, I'm going to jump over to Ephesians 3. It might be 4. Did I not mark that? So what do we do? Well, it's good that we have a national day of prayer. Right? It's good that we can go, go to God because... In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, it says this, In him and through him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And, and then Paul goes on and talks about he, how he's suffering for us, which is for, for our glory, right? And then he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father for, 
for whom this whole family in heaven and on earth derives this name, I pray out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Pretty good stuff. There's that hearts again, right? And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may, may have power together with all saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Isn't that cool? So what he's saying, he's like, you can trust me, you can go to me, I've got you. And then it says this, and I love this. He said, said that you're filled to all of it, and I preached this already here a bunch of times, but it says, now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that has worked with, within us. Right? Okay, now I'm going to speed preach. Because it's important that we get this, Right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. What you will wear Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field, they do not labor nor spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Man, that's what I wanted to say. Hey, meat man. You're doom and gloom, Dr. Doom. I tell you, there's some light in the situation, and his name's Jesus. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows. Listen, he knows that you need them. He knows that you need toilet paper. Right? He invented it. I'm not sure he invented it, but he gave us the brains to invent it. Right? He knows you need food. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. 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 Ever said that's pretty smart. <laughs> Right? So I was just thinking there's this people in the Bible. And this king, his name's Xerxes, and, and um, he had a wife, and she, she wasn't very nice. Her name was Vashti. And so he had to do away with her because she was like 
not listening to him. Like, like, like he killed her. Like that was bad, right? But she was bad, so she had, he had to do it. So it's really kind of the first Bachelor ever. <laughs> but it wasn't on TV. And so like, hey, you need to find this wife. And so they went out all through the kingdom. They come up with, with a young lady. Her name was Adasa. In, but in that language, it was Esther. We know her as Esther. And so Esther goes through the bachelor show, gets all the roses, and at the end, he kneels down and asks her to marry him. Right? Well, Esther becomes the queen. Right? She becomes the wife uh, of the king. But there, she ha- had... Um, a relative, and his name was Mordecai. Now, Mordecai had raised her, right? Mordecai was family to her. But Mordecai had ran into this dude. His name was Haman. And when I say Haman, you guys can go, boo, boo. Right? That's actually a Jewish thing. Every We call it Purim, right? Because poor, P-U-R, it sounds like pur, but it's poor, right? Purim or Purim. Um, but what it really, um, what am I trying to say? Where was I at? But it's poor. Okay, so, so anyway, this dude Haman, boo, right? He, he like didn't like Mordecai and didn't like the Jewish people and he was jealous because like Mordecai wouldn't worship him, basically is what it was. Because when Mordecai would be somewhere, he wouldn't like to, oh, I want to, oh, hi, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, anyway, so Haman's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe him out. And he comes up with this plan that he's not just going to wipe out Mordecai, but he's going to wipe out all the Jewish people. Right? So, word gets to Esther from Mordecai. And Esther and Mordecai, this is what's going on. And so, I want to read to you right now from, from where, where, where they're talking because I, I think it's um, real important. And I'm going to go, go to Esther chapter 4. And... Um, Verse 9. And they're talking about this, how Haman's going to wipe him out. And how, how all this stuff's going to go. And, and Hatlick went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. And then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and all the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law. That he be put to death. The only exception to this is for for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. So Esther's like, I haven't seen my husband in 30 days. And in order for us to go into this great hall, the king has a golden scepter and he has to like recognize, lay it down and say, come to me. And he's like, last last chick didn't fare too well. (laughs) Know what I'm talking about? And so she's like, dude, you're asking me for my life. You're asking me to give up my life. And this is how Mordecai responds to her. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you... And your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Know what he's saying? 
you know what? God's faithful and God's going to be faithful to his promises and God's going to do what he says. But he has placed you in a position right here and right now where you can influence this and where, where you can change the world. And if you shrink back, you know what? You may, you may not die, but all your family may die. And then God's going to, one day you'll die. And then one day, do you know something? God's going to raise up someone and he's going to accomplish what he said he was going to accomplish. And so Esther's like, oh man, I never thought of this. For such a time as this. It's no coincidence. You're not here by accident. God's got a plan for you and a purpose for you, and he's created you for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susan, fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my handmaids will fast as you do, and when it is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all Esther's instructions. You know something? We're seeing some character rise up. Because like, she's like, you know what? I was born for this time, and I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand firm. And when I've done all, I'm going to stand, and I'm going to trust that God's going to deliver us. And so I'm going to take the courage to do what I need to do in this time. And... Be the light in the time. It's so much different. talks about the saints in, its, in, the, in the New Testament where they love their lives not even unto death. We're so afraid of all this stuff going around. But we were crucified with Christ. Therefore, we no longer live, but it's Christ who lives within us. And so they prayed. God saved them. He did a great miracle. And the dude that was attacking them, he hung on the gallows that he had set up for them. Not only did he, but then they, they kicked everybody's tail in. Right? And God gave them a great victory, and Haman's ten sons hung on the gallows also. So, whatever's attacking us, we can rest assured. Right? God's going to turn it around and go, Watch this. But they prayed and they fasted and they watched God. So now, thank God we have a president who says, let's have a national day of prayer. I mean, I'm thankful whether you like him or not. The fact you, we can like this about him, right? He's like, let's have a national day of prayer, right? And so a lot of the, the, the um, Church organizations are jumping on, too, and saying, yeah, we'll support you. Let's do that. So the Southern Baptist Convention asked for us to have a day of prayer also. So I asked for you guys to pray. Like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. I tell you what you can do. You can pray. My dad talks to me all the time. He's like, I can't preach like I used to, and I can't do this like I used to or that like I used to, but I can tell you what you can do. I was like, Dad, your prayers are valuable because I feel them. And that's what feeds me and, and, and keeps me going. You're, you're valuable, right? So, so it says this, in light of the coronavirus global pandemic, we are asking all Southern Baptists and our 47,500 plus churches of the Southern Baptist Convention to commit to a dedicated time of prayer this Sunday, March 15th, 
March 15, 2020, to seek the Lord in unity about these matters. Number one, ask God in his mercy to stop this pandemic and save lives, not only in our communities, but around the world, particularly in places that are unequipped medically to deal with the virus. And they give a scripture, and it's Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Again, ask God in his mercy to stop this pandemic and save lives. Number two, pray for President Donald Trump and other government leaders, international, federal, state, and local, to have the wisdom to direct us in the best courses of action for prevention and care. And they give another scripture to back this up, and it'll be Romans 13. 1 through 4. The number 3 scripture says, Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Pray that the Lord will give us wisdom in this moment of fear as the foundations of what we know are shaken, that others would realize how fragile life is and how real eternity is, and they would see their their need to turn to God. Psalms 90, 12. And then last but, but not least, number four, ask God to pr- protect our missionaries and their families around the globe using this global crisis to advance is good news to the whole world. Mark sixteen, fifteen. Amen? Amen? So, Father, we just, we just see this list and we just ask father god that that you do you stop this pandemic father god and that that you reach out to the people who have lost family and loved ones and that 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 you just give them comfort and peace in this time and the ones who are sick with it father i just ask for your healing and for 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 your goodness and for your touch to just just lift them up and strengthen them father father we ask your we we also pray for our president and our government leaders and the private industry that's working on it and the government entities that are working on this, that that they can have wisdom and strength and protection. Father, they can also find what they need to eradicate this. Father, we also pray for wisdom, and we thank you that you're giving us wisdom and that people are coming to you through this situation. And again, we, we just pray protection for our missionaries and their families around the globe. In Jesus' mighty name, protect and keep us all in your mighty power. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.